0: Do you have a problem? A concern? Do you need advice from America's foremost Christian Crown Authority? Then you need to ask JoJo. Send an email today to askjojothecrown at gmail.com. Boys and girls, are you ready for this? We love JoJo, and here he goes! It's Jojo. It's Jojo, Jojo, the Jojo the Jojo the Jojo the world. Yeah! Hello, my name is Jojo. Welcome to my podcast. I know this may come as a shock to many of you, given that I am the one who is expected and experienced enough to dispense wisdom from above but I need your opinion on something. As you already know, I have been living in my sister's garage with my dog Sparky for some time now, but what you may not know is why. Believe it or not, it's a cash flow issue. The devil has had his way with my finances and my job performance, and I have lost my apartment, my job, my car, and most of my clothing All because of the call to Christian crowning that lately has become my sole reason for hanging on. I have been offered a part-time job delivering balloons and flowers to children and old folks. It's a pretty sweet gig. They're going to give me a van and my very own driver. All I have to do is walk it up to the door and hand them some flowers and balloons. And every once in a while, they're going to want me to sing to the person receiving the arrangement. Though I know I am not currently spec for singing, I feel I will greatly enjoy exploring that part of my talent tree. My only concern, and this concern is why I trouble you fine crown of is I do not feel that the delivery service will allow for the movement of the spirit as I minister in song. Will they demand that I stick to a structured worship list or will they allow me to flow? Can I deliver a message in tongues along with the message on the card? I somehow doubt it. So my question to you is, do I take the job, even though I will possibly limit what God wants to do through me? Or do I hold out and stay extremely poor? So this bye week, don't just ask Jojo, answer Jojo. Alright, it's time for our email. Today's email comes to us from a guy named David Dodbout. That's a weird name. Anyway, he writes, What is your opinion of rodeo crowns? Is this the line of crowning something that you have ever considered? And do you feel that Jesus would have possibly been a rodeo crown if he was born in the southwest territory of the United States in the 20th century instead of in Bethlehem in the 1st century, which I guess would have been considered 19th century B.C. if he was actually born in the 20th century A.D. <laughs> Just curious, David. it out. P.S. Is there a Mrs. Jojo? Is there a Mrs. Jojo? That question has plagued me for quite a few years now. The Christian Crowning Ministry is a full-time position, and it is completely fulfilling in every way. Don't get me wrong, but there are those nights after the last street performance, after the last balloon has been tied, after my sister's German shepherd who shares the garage with me finally stops barking at my grease-painted face and beds down for the night, On those nights, a stranger slips in beneath the quack in the garage door. And it is no longer just Sparky, Killer, and I. For a dark spirit has entered. The demon of loneliness has come to torture my poor crowned heart. I pray against this unseen evil. I ask God to take my desire for companionship away. Who could understand my undying, unyielding, unexplainable, ununderstandable predisposition to the art a fiel le clown cricion, besides, well, who could understand, besides Clementine, who I once believed to be my one and only, my Christus Fossiar. I met Clementine at my church. It was my first visit, and apparently hers as well, because we were both at a social gathering held in the lobby for those who had never been to the church before. The moment I laid eyes on her, I knew I had to meet this fabulous woman. I can't say it was her looks. Though they were more than satisfactory, it was a large sunflower corsage pinned to the front of her bright pink polka-dotted dress that told me what I needed to know. This was quite possibly a fellow clown. It took me a moment to get up the nerve to go speak to her. I had to create a reason. I grabbed one half of a bagel that was on a nearby tray and hurled it high above the group so it landed near her feet just behind her. Trouble set in as I quickly forced my way through the crowd to retrieve my lost bagel. A bright, handsome young man in a suit had already gotten to her. He bent over and picked up the bagel and was offering it to the woman I would soon know as Clementine. I finally made it through the family of four that was blocking my way and I was suddenly face to face with this stunning woman. I nudged a shoulder in front of my competition and inquired, "'Excuse me, ma'am, is this man bothering you? Would you like me to have a word with him?' She seemed embarrassed for a moment. She looked down at the ground. I wondered if I had come on too strong, or if the brush on her face was just my overwhelming manliness. Then the young man spoke up from behind me. "'Hello, my name is Pastor Mark.' I don't care who you are, Bachelor Mark, I believe the lady would like to be... And then it hit me. This was the pastor who had been preaching up in front of the service the entire time. This was to be the first of many uncomfortable encounters with this man. I still laugh about this one, though. But he doesn't. I greeted him warmly, and then leaned to whisper in his ear, You're a married man, aren't you? Why are you over here talking to this single lady? I think he got the message because he looked at me very strangely and said goodbye to the woman who would soon become my soulmate and made a quick exit, presumably to throw away the bagel he was still holding. Now we were alone, eye to eye. I had to speak. I didn't want to seem like I was staring at the flower pinned to her chest, so I looked up at the ceiling. Nice ceiling, I said... I must admit, I wasn't as smooth as I would have liked to have been back then. I wasn't in tune with the Holy Spirit like I am now. Had I been, I might have used a line with a little more of that Christian crowning charisma. Something like, Hey, you're proof that evolution isn't real. Cause there'll no way you came from a monkey. You look nothing like one. Or, do you need to go to the hospital? Cause I think you fell. From heaven... Or how about, you look good all the time, and all the time, you look good. But you know how it is, you can never think up cool stuff like that to say on the spot when the heat is on. She didn't say anything, she just looked at me and she smiled. I asked her her name, I gave her mine. She asked me to repeat it a few times, a bit louder each time. I asked if I could get her anything from the snack table. She asked for a bagel. Just one half of a bagel, please, she said. My heart leapt in my chest. I knew that this was the sign I had been looking for after I returned with her bagel half. We sat, and I asked her the question I had been longing to ask. Was she, indeed, a fellow clown? She smiled and then laughed out loud. For a moment, I thought I had totally missed it. Then I was suddenly hit with a great stream of water that proceeded from the middle of that huge coarse-sized sunflower and I knew I hadn't missed it at all. She was my soulmate after all. The next few weeks, they just flew by. I had a car back then and a job, so I would go out to see her every chance I'd get. She was a very busy woman as it turned out, but she always made time for me. We talked about this and that and about church, about our lives, about each other, and soon we were going out for coffee and meeting one another's friends, and it was really going well. Though I knew in my mind that it was probably way too soon, my heart told me it was time to take our relationship to the next level. At my apartment, I prepared an amazing evening. I even hired a chef to create a culinary masterpiece. I had the music, the lighting, the food. The chef, everything was perfect. I went to pick her up, and she was none the wiser. You should have seen the look on her face when I led her into the dining room. The food was amazing. And after dinner, I got up from my place. I knelt beside her and asked a question that was burning a hole in my heart. Would you crown with me? Tears welled up in her eyes. Yes, she said. I have a gig tomorrow, and I would love for you to join in with me. We embraced. How could life get any better than this? Little did I know the heartbreak, though, that was looming just beyond the glass-lighting door. A dark stranger was waiting outside. Loneliness was about to make his entrance. We sat to work out the details of the event, which would mark our first as co-clowns. Time, date, location... And finally, equipment. You'll need to bring a good set of boots, she said, and make sure your hat is made of straw, not leather. They don't breathe like straw does. Excuse me? I said. You'll also want to make sure you bring plenty of water. For seltzer bottles, I asked her? No, no, to drink, silly. It gets hot in the arena. What arena? Why boots and a hat? What about balloons, magic tricks, and oversized shoes perfect for sashaying about? What in tarnation are you talking about, Jojo? She said. What would a bull want with balloons and magic tricks? The reality of the situation hit me like a ton of bricks. We had both made a huge mistake. The likes of which I dare never repeat again. There were no words exchanged. Not for me, anyway. I simply stood... I wed her back through the apartment, out the door, to the car, so I could drive her home. She was saying something, but I couldn't hear her anymore. She was dead to me. Clowning has been tainted by many. I've seen it before. There are many splinter groups which pervert the sacred art. The worst of which, at the very bottom of the wrist, is the shame of all clowndom. The rodeo clown. Clementine had allowed herself to be drawn to that lifestyle, but I could not follow her there. I could not be unequally choked together with someone that was not my equal. The trip to the nursing home was a blur to me. Silent tears rolled down my cheeks as a dark stranger laughed silently from the back seat. Clementine was saying something about going back for a purse, but I couldn't make out all the details. When we arrived, I went around to her side, as I always had before, and I opened the door. She stood and looked at me for a long time. She shook her head, as if to say, I'm sorry, JoJo, that I've fallen so far that I'm not worthy of you. Even though she masked that by saying, you're insane, before she walked inside. So, so I hope that answers your question, David. What is my opinion of what are your crowns? I don't really care for them, to be honest. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Thanks for picking through the great scar that is my heart and exposing the damage inside. <laughs> okay, I know I may seem like a shining tower of spiritual enlightenment and truth. Someone who could withstand such an onslaught, but inside, I'm almost just as pitiful as the rest of you. I covet your prayers in this matter. The dark stranger visits me more and more often these days. And he and my evangeloquist dummies are making plans. I know it. Anyway, it's time for the evil item of the week. One of the many tools of the devil. Okay, this week's item isn't so much evil as it is a colossal waste of time and resources. I refer to a ritual practiced by almost every god fearing church in the world, one of our sacred ordinances of the church, the act of partaking of holy communion, and more specifically the trouble of all of the items that are involved. I refer even more specifically to the churches where a wafer and a cup of juice is distributed by several old men from large golden trays. I know some churches have already simplified the process, either by sharing a singular cup or by even having the preacher put the wafer on the mouth for you. But not in my church. Two trips around, bread and then juice. Too many mini-sermons, two prayers, two different taste sensations, and they're both nasty. First you have the wannabe wafer. I mean, what is that thing anyway? It tastes like a cross between a packing peanut and one of those tongue strips. You put that cracker on your tongue, and it just dissolves. What is it made out of? I mean, if that's the body of Christ, I hope he stayed out of the way while he was here. And then we've got the juice. Why do you make me wait? I just ate a piece of foam, and I need to get rid of that aftertaste. And when you finally do give me my juice, it's in a tiny plastic cup. And when I finally do get to take it to the head, it's not even enough to make it to the back of my throat. It just kind of coats the inside of my mouth. Soaks into the melted wafer wannabe. And then there's the problem of the bit at the bottom of the cup that never comes out unless you stick your tongue in there and work it around. Not to mention the folks who want to give you their cup, and then you're stuck with a three-foot-long stack of cups and no oldies to give it to. So, as you can see, though it is not quite evil, it is most definitely not the picture of simplicity that it should be. So here's what I propose to do. Call your pastor. Call him right now. Explain to him the complications you face with your current communion practices and tell him you have the perfect solution. You don't even have to give me credit. I propose that we start using grape Pop-Tarts. Think about it. It's got bread. It's got the grapes. And it tastes wonderful. I mean, there's two of them in the package and everything. We just have to have the oldies pass out packages of toaster pastries and suddenly a tired old ritual has new life breathed into it. One simple step, body and the blood, one bite. I think your pastor will eat it up. <laughs> so let's say see you later to the wafer. Turn loose of the juice. Wrap your head around a new kind of bread. Change your mind about the wine. Let's make history with a pastry. Get in touch with the meal before lunch. And why should the body and blood taste like quid? Turn away from the golden tray. Shun the cracker. Embrace the foil wrapper. Let's pray. All right, God. I gotta be honest with you. I'm going through a rough time right now, and though I don't blame you, I I do wonder where you are. I mean, I'm lonely and depressed. My clothes feel tight. And, um, you know, the dog... The dog is... Dog licks my hand when I'm sleeping, and it gives me bad dreams, and sometimes I went to bed a little bit. Please help me. Help me forget Quim... Cindy? Oh, Jesus? Hallelujah! Thank you! Thank you! All right. I feel better. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Well, uh, in the meantime... Send your questions to AskJoJoDeCrown at gmail.com. I'm kind of out of questions, so you got to send me some, otherwise I'm just going to have to start preaching, and that's what I'm feeling like doing anyway. So, till next time, stay focused on your calling, no matter what the cost. When that woman called me the next day about her push, she asked me to back down from my no rodeo crowning conviction, and I said, I'M A CHRISTIAN CROWN, CAN'T YOU UNDERSTAND? (laughs) All right, then. Be blessed. You've been listening to JoJo the Christian Clown. Check him out online at jojothechristianclown.com or send him an email at askjojotheclown at gmail.com.